0: Today we hear Isaiah's vision of new heavens and the new earth. All the description, it is a beautiful picture. I wish that this was our rea- reality. One who dies at 100 years will be considered a youth, and one who falls short of hundred will be considered accursed. But our reality is different. Only few people survive to be hundred years old. We have one person in our congregation who's going to be hundred uh, soon, but she's at a nursing home. It is so rare that government gives you a congratulation letter. Once you become 100 years old, it says that the wolf and the lamb shall feed together and they shall not hurt and destroy each other. He's talking about a peaceful world where there is no threat, danger, violence, and killing. People will not simply attack each other and exploit each other. But our world is different. I watch news every morning and every single day I hear about gun violence, especially these days. Danger is all around us. There is no place safe Last time I went to get a haircut, and my barber told me, uh, Mr. He doesn't know who I am. <laughs> I'm sure do Don't go to Eaton Center. And I said, Why? Because it's dangerous. <laughs> you can get shot there. If you cannot even go to Eaton Center because of danger, where can we go? The world we live in can be quite harsh. And as we are deeply engrossed in the world we live in, that dark reality slowly penetrates into our heart like osmosis. We don't see it. We don't realize it. We don't feel it because it happens so slowly we don't catch ourselves being affected. But soon we become hopeless, lethargic, selfish, negative, and critical. When our heart is dark, the world looks gloomy. Also, when our heart is dark, we are looking for only the dark side of our reality. This is not a good cycle. Your heart is dark and you see the dark things in the world and that dark things in the world makes your heart darker and so this cycle becomes worse. Isaiah 65 was the message of the prophet Isaiah to the Israelites who just came back from the captivities in Babylon. And then God gave Isaiah this Beautiful image and beautiful message. I was wondering why God gave this kind of message to the people who just came back from the Babylonian captivity. They were liberated from the captivity. They got political freedom now. They came back to their home. But when they came back to their home, Their home was in ruin. Jerusalem was in ruin. And the temple was destroyed. It was not like the home that they used to live. Everything was in ruin. But more than anything else, their heart was in ruin. Not just a temple, not just a city, but their heart was in ruin. When they were taken into captivity, they lost everything, including their heart. They lost their songs. They could not sing anymore. We heard a beautiful uh, anthem from the choir, but they could not sing this beautiful song anymore because they lost their heart they lost their song psalmist said this is what psalmist Psalmist said by the rivers of Babylon there we sat down and there we wept when we remembered Zion Zion is Jerusalem on the willows there we hung up our harps, for there our cap, there, there captors asked us for songs, and our torment, tormentators tormentors asked for mirth, saying, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. How could we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? They lost everything. They lost their heart. When one country is invaded by another country, so many cruel things happen. They don't just come and uh, invade you. They take everything. There's violence, humiliation, rape, and exploitation. All kinds of things are happening when one country invades another country. Last week was Remembrance Day. Under Nazi occupation, not only Jews were killed and exploited, but so many people were killed, and so many families were destroyed. They were affected, and the damage, this violence inflicted on the psyche of the people could not be easily repaired. Once your psyche is damaged, once your heart is damaged, it is very hard to repair. Just because you have political freedom, that doesn't mean that you can enjoy the freedom. You are not truly free just because you are free politically. Just because you are back to your home, that doesn't mean that you are restored. True freedom is possible only through healing. And it takes many generations for the healing to take place. That was what happened to our aboriginal sisters and brothers. The damage done to them, it won't be repaired very soon and easily. Many generations it takes. And still they are suffering. They are struggling. They are struggling with the damage. They live with the ghosts of the past. Koreans also have this damage. They went through 40 years of Japanese occupation. Women were taken into the war to be prostitutes, to please Japanese soldiers. And as soon as the occupation was finished, as soon as they were liberated, then there was a war. Same people, north and south, they killed each other. The families were destroyed. The damage, the hurt, threat, fear, they still live live that. And when they came to Canada in a foreign land as an immigrant, they lost everything their dignity and respect. They had to live with it, they had to survive. It will take a long time for them to be completely healed and experienced the true freedom in their hearts. That was why God gave Isaiah this message about the new heavens and the new earth. Isaiah wanted to heal the soul of the Israelites by giving them the vision of new heavens and the new earth. He clearly saw the damage that was inflicted upon them. Without healing, without the healing of their hearts, Isaiah realized that they could not rebuild the country. That was what God wanted to do through Isaiah. My friend, heart, damaged heart, it is hard to repair. I realize that it is the most difficult thing. More difficult thing, more difficult than anything else. Once a person's heart is damaged, it is so almost impossible to restore that. The pain and hurt are often invisible. They manifest themselves in a different way without realizing And then sometimes we wonder, why that person behaves in that way? We don't know. But there is a pain and hurt working out. And sometimes we don't understand, why am I behaving in this way? We don't even know what kind of hurt and pain are affecting us. Living in this harsh reality, our hearts have become hardened And closed. Jesus expressed this generation in this way. He said, but to what will I compare this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling to one another. We play the flute for you, and you did not dance. We wailed and you did not mourn. We have become so desensitized. We cannot rejoice with those who rejoice. We cannot cry with those who weep. We have become so indifferent. We have become so hardened. When we can see and imagine the brighter future, healing comes. It is hope that heals us. Hopeless people cannot experience healing. When we have hope, we will hear the heartbeat of joy. That's why Isaiah gave this vision of new heavens and the new earth. New heavens and new earth are not what we human beings can create. It is what God gave to us, he said, for I am about to create new heavens and new earth. I mean meaning God. I will create. I'm about to create. It is not you who can create new heavens and new earth. It is God who can. And Isaiah said, the former things shall not be remembered or come to your mind. In other words, our hearts are so lifted that in our memory, the ghost of their past their pain and their frustration and their anger will be lifted up from your memory, from your heart, so that you don't even remember that. In other words, you'll be restored. Your heart will be restored. It is God who can restore our heart. Jesus came to do that. New heavens and new earth do not happen long time in the future. New heavens and new earth happen when you are in God. And that's what Jesus Christ came to do. This is, and that's what Saint Paul saw in Jesus. This is what Saint Paul said. So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. New heavens and new earth. New creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. Christ came to do just that. God wants to create a new heart within us. He wants to open a new world and new life for us. The world may not change right away, but when our hearts are changed, then we can handle our harsh reality. When our hearts are restored, we'll see a new world and we can dream of a new life. We can dream of a world where the wolf and the lamb shall feed together without hurting each other. We can dream of a world where there is no discrimination, hatred, and division. We can dream of a world where we don't have to say, you people, anymore, because we are all one. We will all live together in harmony, blessing each other. This vision of new heavens and new earth will cleanse our hearts by driving out the negative and destructive power from us. When our hearts are renewed, new life begins. New world begins. Let us not forget the dream and the vision of this new world. And let us try our best to achieve that. The other day I was driving. When I drive, I don't turn radio or any music. I drive in silence, quiet. I like quiet because that's where I can think. And it's wonderful to just uh, drive and think. And I was uh, driving to my Bible study on Friday and these thoughts came to me And then, these three things that somehow God gave me, it is about how we should live. The first thought that came to me was, we have to be edifying with what we say. These days, from news, from the leaders, the words that I hear are not edifying. We should edify each other with what we say. Let us be always gentle with what we say. Let us say beautiful words and communicate our love. Lift up one another with words we speak. Sometimes even being corny is better than being cruel. Don't you think? So, even if uh, it sounds corny, just say it. Yeah. That's better than being cruel. So, let us really have our tongues sanctified. Two, second thought that came to me was let us put some smile on our face. Our face is so dark. Sometimes I see people, why are you angry? They don't say anything, but I can see, I can feel the anger. So let us put some smile on our face. Our face is our heart. Whatever you're going through in your heart comes out on your face. Third thought that came to me was let us be kind. Let us be kind to each other. Not only the people that you like, but to everyone. When you walk around, open the door for others. When you drive, don't get so upset. Be kind to others. I mean, I told you before, you know, my condo, sometimes last time, She was just about a few steps away. uh, away. She went in and closed the door like this. Why? Couldn't she wait? (laughs) Then two people go up and save energy, right? Instead of going uh, up by yourself. Let us be kind to each other. These three things may not bring about new heavens and the new earth. Anyway, that's what God does, not I, we do. But at least we can exercise new heavens and new earth in a small, concrete way. When you practice these three every day, somehow you realize, life is good. You'll see a new pattern in your life. So what are these three things first? Words we speak. Two. Smile on your face. Three. Kind. Be kind to each other. Very simple, isn't it? Let's do that. Right after the worship service, we go out to the fellowship hall. Let us practice that. Why don't we say hello to each other this time? <laughs> be kind to each other. Put a smile. Automatically, everybody's smiling, isn't it? How nice. That's a new heaven and new earth, right? Let us sing together.